You said you have to be happy with the journey. You have to actually like the work that you're doing because the status, the fame, whatever it is, the success that you're looking, the money, whatever that high top tier shiny item is, is not going to bring you the happiness. That was good. I said all that. I'm feeling that's very insightful. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sub Babe, your one-stop shop for stories, trends, and PSAs so you can live your best life. I'm your host, DJ Rosé, but you can call me Nicole. I'm a serial entrepreneur, fashion lover, and music addict. I'm like Cher from Clueless, but with a little more brains and a little less blonde. Today on the show, we have a very, very special conversation with my dear friend, Daniel Saint, about how to change careers and own your truth. Thank you so much for coming on. It is just so cathartic for me to see your face right now over Zoom even, because <laughs> I haven't seen you in like literally two I years. I know. <laughs> it's been forever. I miss you so much. I miss you we, so we have much. To, we, we're hanging out immediately after. Yes. And I am coming to one of your events and we're totally going to get into all that too. Um, I just want to give a little bit of background on you for our listeners. And then obviously I'm going to let you add in anything that I missed. So guys, like I said, Daniel Saint, it is a treat speaking with him. He is literally the king of the pivot. I'm sure that I've told you this before, probably even in my 20s, but now even in my 30s, <laughs> you are like somebody that I just always look up to and and that I, you know, you're kind of creative inspiration for me as well. Um, so we first met literally a decade ago. Um, I you know. were Yeah, you, you were a fashion <laughs> indie at the time. You guys had yeah. a bunch of cool mixtapes. Yeah, we're doing our thing. I think, yeah, I think, did you make one of our mixtapes? I feel like you may have made we one were, of our We were supposed to do that. I was just getting started. I was a very new DJ at the time. You had Chachi. Chachi's dope. Like, I love, I just, I can like still hear those mixtapes in my head. Um, oh my God. Fashion Indie was a major online publication. It was kind of like an influencer pub before influencers were really a thing. Um, in 2010, you were CMO of Rebecca Minkoff. And I, I'm sorry, I just have to say this. I'll never forget that party at Theater Bar where those images of us surfaced with naked, like painted silver dancers. <laughs> <laughs> We got it. I got in so much trouble. I got pulled in by the CEO of Rebecca Minkoff, and he was just like, "Daniel, we have to talk about this feed." And it's like some dude in a cage, naked. And I'm like, "Oh no!" With the one with the guy who was completely gold or completely you and naked. I it's were like, like hugging the the gold or silver yeah. dude around his arm, like in the private area of my bar. Oh my god, that was so funny. I got in so much trouble for that. I'm, again, I'm sorry. I felt so bad. I was so nervous that you were gonna hate me and never be my friend again. No, 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 no. I love that shit. That's awesome. I like being in trouble. That was you, you do. You're a bad boy for sure. Um, that was that was literally that feels like a lifetime ago. Like you were literally CMO running Rebecca Minkoff. She was so hot on the rise. Obviously, it's still a great brand. But um, and I had just left my social media job at Ice Media and had founded yes. a bar with Albert. 
crazy, Albert. <laughs> You're the real queen of pivot. You're like, I was doing this, and then I'm doing this, and then I'm doing this. <laughs> really, honestly, though, I feel like you have more, you're better at knowing exactly where you're going to pop off, right? So then 2012, mm. you launched Socialite. It was kind of like the first um, true company that managed influencers and brought brands and influencers together for, you know, a conversation about their mutual goals. And then I think you were part of selling that to Nylon. Am I getting that right? Yeah, yeah. We merged with Nylon and then, yeah, then I was running innovation at Nylon, which was fun. Right. Very chic. Very cool. Um, and yeah. then and then 2017, you had your kind of what I'm going to call a fuck it moment. Would that be fair to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fuck it moment. You had your fuck like, it moment. Up? fuck am I living this life? I could be living a completely different one. Yeah. I'm like, I'm dead. Cause you and I literally, and I, one thing that I love about us is you, it still feels like I'm seeing my childhood friend right now over the zoom, even though we didn't know each other in childhood, but New York city childhood. And yeah, yeah. We, we were, we were definitely New York babies together. Exactly. Exactly. My point. And it's like, we've literally lived different New York lifetimes, but you and I, absolutely nothing has changed about this friendship and about who how weird we are like we're just we're just both genuinely like authentic out there kind of people um yeah. and i think that's probably something that always brought us together so right now 2017 to now you started nsfw i originally thought it was called not safe for work and now i know that it is the new society for wellness which i love did you guys change the name, by the way, or did you, were you always the new society for wellness? And I'm just totally crazy. You know, NSFW was like kind of like parties and, you know, occasional workshops and stuff like that. We really need to focus on what is our message? What exactly are we trying to get out there? And the bigger message was around, you know, sex positivity, around accepting your sexual identity, accepting your sexual orientation and finding safe judgment-free places where you can expand your your sexual enlightenment you can go on a path of learning more about yourself sexually and, and be happier because of it i love that that felt like wellness that felt like health that felt like the importance of getting people outside the idea of sex as just you know a lustful act or sex as a sinful act or sex for appropriation but sex for healing and the importance of sex as a tool for achieving all types of healing whether it's you know childhood trauma whether it's um you know other uh, other things that you've experienced traumatically in, in your sex life um, it's a place for healing. So the wellness became an important part of it. I'm so about trauma healing. Have you seen Goop? <laughs> they like explore a couple different yeah, like, yeah, yeah. new ways, like psychedelics for trauma healing. You need to be on the next oh Goop my if God. they do yeah. another season. <laughs> I would love to see Gwyneth Paltrow at a sex party trying to figure out how to Done. heal her trauma. She already goes to sex parties <laughs> according to the press. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow is very cool. I sweat her. She was amazing in If You've Seen the Politician. Oh my God, that's exactly what I'm watching two. right now. I I love okay. her so much. I know she has a lot of hate too, but I don't. I just like her so much and I don't know why. <laughs> you know what it is? I think she's unapologetically her. Yes. And I think that's why you and I dig her. Yeah, she's just like, I don't care what people have to say. She ignores the haters and just keeps sliding on through and like, I'm going to make another Marvel movie. She's just fine. <laughs> She's just fine. Exactly. Gwyneth, we stand you. Yeah. So, so Daniel, you know, I was just looking at everything online about you and I noticed that now you're labeling yourself as a professional provocateur. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I think that's yeah. like probably the best branding I've ever seen. You're a branding genius. <laughs> but tell you. me, like, where did that come from out of curiosity? Well, it's like my title's been chief conspirator for a while. And that's kind of like the idea of that this is a lot larger like we're 5,000 members now there's a lot of really important people within the group there's a lot of influential people within the group and you know it's always been my job to kind of lead that on but the 
yeah, professional provocateur is definitely a title that has come recently just because no matter what we do, we seem to get some attention for it. Uh, and we're really mainstreaming a lot of these ideas and a lot of things that, you know, are part of our lifestyle and trying to make them more palatable to everyday people. I love that. And P.S., the reason I was like, oh, my God, come on my show right now, which, by the way, I love you. You would always have come on my show. I would always want you. But I literally was reading content for Sup Babe, and I'm scrolling through New York Post, and it's like, my best friend's company. And I'm like, oh, my God, what? You're blowing up all over the internet right now. I'm just, anyway, I'm floored. I'm happy for you. I'm impressed. And I know that you have so many golden nuggets. You know, obviously, as we all know, we're living in a really weird time. And a lot of people have found themselves out of work or in a situation where they're considering switching careers because they maybe never had the ability to go get that different degree or study online or start something on the side until now. So I think right now, more than ever, people are probably going to be super curious about how you've gone into so many different industries. So first of all, did I forget anything? Is there anything else? in your history we need to hit. No, no, you you got all the, the key points. Okay, awesome, because it's such an exciting story and I just wanna make sure that there's no holes for anybody. So I think what's most interesting about you is that you lead with your creativity and you are utterly fearless. Like, I don't, I don't think that I know that many people who are as authentically themselves and as fearless as you are. But you always come out on top, even when you go in different directions. So I guess I want to just peel back the onion a bit and ask you, like, how do you know when it's time to make a move? Is it a gut feeling? Like, how do you know what the right move is? How do you throw the fear out and still just, like, follow your truth when it feels scary as fuck? Yeah, I mean, I I think a a benefit that I have is that I was in fashion and I was in trend forecasting and I was in these fields where you're trying to predict what's next and what's coming, you know? And I think I've always been very good at predicting the trend and predicting kind of millennial behavior. Like where is our behavior going? How are we collectively, you know, behaving? And and how can I make adjustments to my career to fit where I think the bigger trend will be? You know, I, I came into New York as a fashion blogger. Uh, I would say like one of the things that that taught me was the importance of having a platform, the importance of building an audience, the importance of being an influencer. Even if you're not, you know, a million followers type influencer, it's still the importance of having that audience and having that following and having those people who are paying attention to you. It's really, really insightful to hear from other people how they are viewing what you're doing or to hear from other people as to you know, your career and stuff like that. And I, I've appreciated that insight. So first tip I would give to people is to definitely build your platform. Um, it's going to be important mm-hmm. for any pivot that you do to make sure that you have an audience that you can take somewhere else to have those followers or people who are paying attention to what you're doing. Um, either supporting your company, supporting your business, supporting your work, and then making sure that they're following you as you kind of go on these journeys and, and on these takes. Um, the trend forecasting piece of it and the ability to know where trends are going is why I created Socialite. It's why we developed an influencer agency. It's why I was so successful at Rebecca Minkoff. And, you know, we were the first brand to put Man Repeller on the runway, you know, like yep. before, like, you know, Love we were that. literally at the time where fashion bloggers were just starting to get front row seats. And we were one of the first ones to like push forward in a lot of initiatives. I aspire to be like you in so many ways. You already know this. But part of that is like, I read a lot of media news. I look at what apps are coming out, the adoption rates, things like of that nature. What other things can we do to help become trend predictors ourselves? 
I mean, I think there's definitely the importance of paying attention to the media, paying attention to the reports and stuff that are coming out. A lot of times you'll get early hints at things like that. Um, I think it's also important to pay attention to, you know, the key influencers in your field, the people who are actually doing it and doing well and what they're doing. You know, I, I think we saw that in the shift of content for influencer content where it was, you know, outfit of the day only, or it was just, you know, shots of the coffee. It was just the avocado toast. It was the things that became kind of like these identifiers for millennial lifestyle. And then that became old. And then it became more about the personal story. Then it became about mental health issues and like a lot of influencers coming out with their mental health issues and talking about that in a very real way. And that connected their audience to them. Now it's become more about, you know, political things, you know, uh, the, the politics of our lives and Black Lives Matter movement and all these other things are now becoming these trending topics in a sense. And obviously there's concerns for that and saying like, well, will it just be a trending topic and be over? Or is this going to be a continued conversation? I would say it's going to be a continued conversation for a long time. And we're going to be discussing this stuff for a few years at least. And, and, and if I can pause there too, so you, I noticed that you identify online now on Instagram, which I always knew, but I didn't know if everybody knew or if you were very open about it, but as, as bisexual and a black or indigenous person of color. So you have that on your profile, loud and proud. So tell me what, when did you decide to use that as a part of your branding? Has that always, has that been there since your fuck it moment? No, I mean, I think, I, mean, I think you told me. Yeah. I think I knew back <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, during yeah, your yeah. fuck it moment. That's um, kind of when we had to come to Jesus. Well, like I came out around 30. So that was almost like six years ago, seven years ago. When I came out, it was a lot of focus around finding a place that felt welcome to me. Like I didn't really mm -hmm. feel welcome in gay spaces. You know, straight spaces were fine, but I didn't really find a buy space. So a lot of the building of NSFW was like, there's something missing in this market. There's something missing within this category. And I want to create mm -hmm. it and I want to own it. I want to build it. The initial thing that people think is like, oh, it's white, it's rich, it's cis, it's heteronormative. You know, those mm -hmm. are like the complete opposite of what I am. But yep. so much of like the attention that I sometimes get online from people is like, oh, you're just another white, cis, rich guy. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like that type of messaging that is not helpful. It's just like it diminishes anything I'm saying, really. And I think lately I've just been more. Like I'm Puerto Rican, <laughs> I'm from the Bronx. Like I, I'm <laughs> in the same fight. I deal with the same issues with police. I get arrested when I really shouldn't be. And I totally understand the feeling of that. So yeah, I think it's just important now to be a little bit more vocal as to like where you stand, who you are, and just having it out there initially is a lot more helpful. You saw, wow, there's a gap in the market. I'm gonna head in that direction. And once again, voila, that is actually aligned with who you are as a human being. Yeah. So that probably makes it easier. Your passion, your drive was moving in the same direction as the business that you built. Yeah, and I think the pivots, you know, for me, it's like, I've even when I was younger, I always looked at my life in 10 year spans. So I told myself in my 20s, I'm gonna conquer fashion. In my 30s, I want to conquer sex and cannabis. In my 40s, I want to conquer Hollywood. And in my 50s, I want to be mayor of New York. So like, that's kind of- <laughs> Oh my God, Daniel's safe for mayor. He's not a saint. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it yeah. twisted. It's like, it's just how my name is pronounced. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've always had like kind of a long-term vision as to like where I want to go and what I want to do. And I think the pivots come into that, you know? For me, working at Socialite, working at Nylon, you know, there, it, it was exciting. You know, we took Nylon and, and made it a profitable magazine when it was like losing money when we first got it and really kind of boosted it up in so many ways. Um, but I found that my life was just taking my skill set and using it to sell things that weren't actually making people happy. 
which I think goes back to the whole idea of being able to pivot. Like you can't pivot if you're not yes. grounded. You cannot pivot and make changes if like there's there's something wrong in like the confidence of you. Like a pivot requires you to really, really strongly consider an idea, look at the trends, look at what's happening within that field, making a decision to make that move and being grounded within yourself. Because if you pivot and it's not successful right away, or it's not you know exactly what you were expecting it to be, or it's less than advantageous to you financially or any other way, it's very easy to give up on a pivot. And sometimes you just have to keep moving forward. You just have to keep going. So if you're not grounded um, in, in your own happiness, if you're not grounded in exactly the things that you, know, you need to be a, a whole person, then anything you try to do you know, business-wise, anything you try to do career-wise isn't going to succeed as well. Or even like if you don't understand the why, I think it's kind of the same thing. If you don't understand why you're doing something, like I know when you're talking to me about, I don't even want to call it your new business because it's three years old, but NSFW, I can see the passion, the light in your eyes. I can hear it in your voice. Everybody listening can hear it. And I think that is the difference between what you were doing before and what you're doing now, which is I think where you've kind of landed, where you've come home. And I think for me, that's kind of the same thing with Sup Babe. It's kind of like, I know that I can help on this podcast and make a difference, even if that difference is only in one woman's life today, that's still more than I was doing yesterday by posting an Instagram photo of my outfit, you know? No, totally. Yeah, and the the one other thing I would say about pivoting is that it's not always done immediately. Like I was working on NSFW for at least two years while I was still working at Nylon. It was like my weekend hustle, I would do my events and like kind of host these things, but I was able to like do both. So if you're pivoting, it, it doesn't have to be an immediate shift. Like I know a lot of people are at that point where they are, you know, they don't have jobs right now or right. they've been let go or they have less hours or they're just collecting unemployment. Now is a good time to like start working on those other things. Like don't wait until your unemployment's out before you're like, now I should get to work, you know? Like Exactly. I think That's everyone's been given this nice like pause, uh, which is really convenient and really helpful, but that pause is not a stop. You know, this is not a time to stop. This is a time to... If you are thinking about a new career, if you are thinking about something new to do, put in the action that you need to actually get there and and set that plan for yourself. Daniel, that is amazing. You said so many helpful, incredible things here. Um, I just want to summarize. Number one, make sure you ground yourself before you pivot. Know yourself. Know how you can create a work-life balance. Make sure that you understand the why of what you're moving into. Totally. Number two, make sure you are moving in the direction of trends. You don't want to be going against the grain when you're trying to build a new business, right? Totally. Number three, look at your life in 10 year spans and figure out what the overarching themes are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, uh, build an authentic following that you can take with you. So build a following around something that you're truly enthusiastic and passionate about that can translate where you, wherever you end up on your journey. Totally. And then lastly, I think this might even be the most important thing, although all of this is super important, is you said you have to be happy with the journey. You have to actually like the work that you're doing because the status, the fame, whatever it is, the success that you're looking, the money, whatever that high top tier shiny item is, is not going to bring you the happiness. If you don't like the everyday job, then you're barking up the wrong tree. Exactly. Awesome. That was good. I said all that. I'm feeling that's very insightful. Doesn't <laughs> it sound nice in a recap? I know. That's great. I, like I think we're going to have to make it into a blog post. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to tap into your writing skills to get with me for Sup Babe. And awesome. maybe we can post it on both our, both Hell our yeah, places. Hell yeah. That'd be great. And do it in email too. It'd be a lot of fun. 
I can't wait. So guys, if you loved what you heard today, you know the drill. Please hit subscribe and feel free to leave us five stars if you're feeling kind of frisky. Um, you can add us on Instagram at DJ Nicole Rose at Sup Babe Pod and at Daniel Saint, D-A-N-I-E-L-S-A-Y-N-T, <laughs> pronounced like Saint, but spelled with a Y. We hope we brightened your day, but that's all for now. Tune in Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays to Sup Babe, your one-stop shop for living your best life. XOXO.